about to enter a world of pain, suffering, and laughter. Start that all over again. Welcome, everybody, to the worst gig ever. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Jeff Garlock, uh, from The Year is One and Panthers and Orchid and Man of UCB Comedy Writing. And I am uh, Mike Pace, formerly of uh, Oxford Collapse, currently of a band called The Child Actors, which is just me, and also affiliated with the Upright Citizens Brigade. Got that right. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, welcome. Again, this is Worst Gig Ever. Uh, this is about the negatives of being creative, being in a band, being a comedian, being an artist. Uh, and why do we drag ourselves through the mud to do this thing that we love, supposedly? Uh, today, uh, on the air, we have uh, Zach Lippes. He is the on the air. air. <laughs> the air being something that doesn't exist. We've got him in the studio. We are here in the green room, <laughs> a.k.a. my living Zach, room. Zach, wave to the crowd. Uh, today we have Zach Lippes from uh, Fresh Kills, a great New York band. Uh, been around for a while. We've got a lot, of, a lot of stories. A while. Uh, make sure you pick up their record, Raise Up the Sheets. Uh, it's a great record. Uh, but yeah, uh, Zach was awesome. Zach was uh, Zach was able to inject uh, a wonderful little bit of positiveness. Yeah, he uh, gave us a little inspirational tip on on why people who love to make music and do whatever it is still do it right. against all the odds. I mean, it, a, a great movie. Uh, also bookended by total hatred uh, and disgust with what we do, yeah. which is exactly how we love it here. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, we're going to get into Zach, uh, but yeah, uh, he was, uh, w- just to segue into a uh, little story we've got, uh, he was talking about, uh, you'll see in the, you'll see, you'll listen. You'll see on the video version the video of this that, that we does didn't not take. exist. Uh, he uh, gets into playing at South by Southwest and how uh, the roughest stretch of South by Southwest is both going there and getting back Awful. because... It's terrible. You're competing with every single band. Every like, single clap band your hands, say yeah, always on the bill. Yep, clap your hands, <laughs> across say, yeah, the we'll street be there. Um, and so yeah, you're always competing, and you've just come off of the high of playing. Like you know, you're in rock and roll fantasy camp where it's just all of your friends are just living the dream, and we're all playing shows all day, and there's free beer and food everywhere. Food, <laughs> food, <laughs> which is the only way I pronounce food. Very now. soulful. It's um, food and. Uh, and then you have to get back into the reality of touring when you realize that, as Panthers did, uh, of coming off, I believe, our tour was down, possibly with TV on the radio, uh, and then coming back was alone to get back to New York. And we played uh, in Denton, Texas, mm-hmm. at the Rubber Gloves. Uh, been there. Um, yep. Played that. Uh, Pretty okay venue, but you know, black box kind black of just a box small. Felt like it maybe in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, uh, you know, everyone was still at South by Southwest. Uh, no one was caring about coming out to see Panthers. Uh, I was really burnt on touring. Uh, there was no one there. Maybe five people. 
and I, especially at that point, really held on to the philosophy of you play for everyone that's there, and if there's nobody there, you play even harder just for those people that came. And that was the legitimate only show that I can picture that I completely said, fuck that. Uh, I'm angry that I'm in a band, and I will try my best to not move one inch and just stare at the crowd angrily. And as soon as we hit that last note, I immediately unplugged my guitar, my bass guitar, walked off stage, sulked in the van like a crying little baby uh, because I was full of so much self-hatred of being on tour. Uh, I had reached the highs of the world, and then I reached the lows. Yeah, it sounded like you had some pro gear and some pro tood at that show. <laughs> I had some big time. Uh, I was a bit rude dog there. I was had some attitude. Well, then, you know what? That's what happens when you, everybody plays those shit shows. But you don't hear about those shit shows enough. Yeah. You always hear about the, yeah, the highs. Yeah. So now we're going to delve into the shit. So get your rubber gloves on. <laughs> and Ayatollah <laughs> rock and roll. Hey, uh, here with the beef. <laughs> uh, so here is Zach Lippez uh, of Fresh Kills talking about what he does best. Which is talking about playing <laughs> in Fresh Kills. It's exactly what he does best in the world. <laughs> Enjoy. All right, so uh, who are we with right now? We are with... Uh, On Worst Gig right. Ever. Worst Gig Ever. We cannot get this <laughs> We are terrible at Simultalk. Terrible at talking. Terrible at Simultalk on Worst Gig Ever. Yes. But uh, today we are with Zach... Flip is. Hi. The band uh, Fresh Kills. From the singer of the band The Fresh Kills. No the. No the. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Uh, I, look at that. I did the table. same thing that I used to yell at people about <laughs> Panthers with. It's no the, asshole. <laughs> Get off my dick. Uh, or so, with Fresh Kills. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, uh, we're... Let's uh, one. Let's go back to the beginning. Let's go back to the beginning. Okay. Let's just get a little, okay. a little brief hysterectium. Sure. It's not a word. About Zach. Hysterectomy. Hysterectomy of Zach. Uh, So, yeah. So, uh, before Fresh Kills, uh, we'll get to Fresh Kills. Uh, Were you in other bands? When did you start playing? I was was in in two bands. I was in three bands that were even less well-known than Fresh Kills. Perfect. If that's possible. All in New York. Um, You're from New York originally? uh, No, no. I'm from Massachusetts. Okay. uh, About three hours away. And... From the Berkshires. Mm, nice. Yeah. Nice. North um, Adams, Mass. Um, well, you know what? I used to be, before North Adams became the sort of destination spot for you know Wilco. It was <laughs> it was this really like it's really run down. Um, I loved it. I mean, it was it was, it was where it was it was always beautiful, but it was it was sort of made fun of as the poor town, mm-hmm. and like people made jokes about how North Adams State had the highest teenage pregnancy rate, and you know, just because they were poor. So that's, what, that's what people in Williamstown said about them. Yeah. But we, I, I used to go and you know take Robitussin and run around there all the time. Mass mocha. I, 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 I didn't get pregnant once. So, so success against story. all odds. North yeah. Adams success story. We didn't need mass mocha. It was fine. Wait, was mass, mass mocha even open? That like, no, no, no. Like, they really saved the town. I mean, I, we, it, it's it's easy to make fun of, but it it did it, it I think it, it gave a lot of people jobs. For the and, listener, mass mocha is the uh, Massachusetts Museum of Contemporary <laughs> Art, which my band played at twice. Really? Yeah. Now, are you in Wilco? 
Uh, well, no, my side project from Wilco uh, was my band. No, I never, never. Uh, Your passion project, <laughs> the Oxford yeah. Collapse. That was, you know, when when Jeff would give me that time off. <laughs> uh, wait, you played there twice. That's, what I think. That's, That's a really good impression. impression. Wait, can you do that like, one more time? It was the band I was in with Mark Ruffalo. Hey, I'm Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> Perfect. I'm playing keys for Wilco. <laughs> no, so anyway, we played at, Ma- at uh, Mass Mocha twice, and it was really fun. We played yeah. outside and uh, on the Did you get patio. booked by Mass Mocha, or just they No, they you know what book- it was? There was a girl in who went to, I, maybe when she went to North Adams. What, isn't there an art school around there, too? Mm. No. Maybe that's what people are calling North Adams State <laughs> now. But, uh, I mean, there's Williams right next there, but that's, no, that's, more, of a, that's where, more of a lacrosse was, and a rape was, school. It was it was fun. I just remember just play, I mean, it wasn't like it was an amazing show. Definitely not a we worst. We played. We actually ever. played at a, a Mexican restaurant, um, two blocks away. So that was like the Mass we, Mocha we couldn't Mexican get Mass Mocha, <laughs> but we did play a Mexican restaurant two blocks away. And my mom went, oh. and I think she she actually almost got barreled over by a, a Pittsfield skinhead. Wow. Yeah. So that, that doesn't even qualify as a worst game. No, but, that was but, still fun. but what that does qualify is something that uh, uh, been meaning to to talk to our guests about is family members seeing you play. Right. So your mom has seen your band play. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Only let's once? get let's get back to parents. I want to uh, hear just I, let's get to we're we're gonna get to parents. I just want to hear. So you okay. started there, North Adams. Oh right right, right. And, and then I moved to New York when I was twenty one. Right. Um, and I. Which I actually came, moved here to do poetry. Ooh. And I used to, do, used to go to the poetry readings at ABC No Rio. Oh. Um, and I did that for a while and then realized, oh, well, this, <laughs> I should go I'm not making any friends. <laughs> yeah. I'm 21 and I'm not making any friends. Wow. So, um, so How that were I, the poetry readings at ABC? I, you know, it was a lot of like, it, 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 it was neat. You know, it's good. I'm not going to, you know, it... it some targets are a little too big. Sure. You know, the, there was a couple, like, very much squatter dudes who, like, would do long 20-minute poems that would start with, like, some rich person dropping a piece of pizza. And at the end, they would end with, and then by 2 in the morning, someone will pick up that piece of pizza and they will <laughs> eat it. That actually happened. What was that? <laughs> was Jim Carroll alive or dead by that, but, like, punk poet? He, he, I don't think he was going to ABC. I, I never, because I never, I never <laughs> there wasn't any Carol dropping. I never got invited to any of like the St. Mark's, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's not, that. that was never okay. my world. Uh, um, so you came here for poetry. Right. And, and then, then realized stayed for punk. the pizza. You stayed, stayed for, for the, the pizza. pizza and the punk. Come for the poetry. Stay for the pizza. <laughs> New York. It's on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just imagining that guy, Neil, who did distro at ABC with the Australian guy with the dreads. Right. Yes, doing poetry. Sure, about you know he just put, he, records yes. or something. He, yeah, he just pulls the pulls the bed sheet over the distro <laughs> for five seconds so we can go talk about uh, you know anti cybex for a second and then move on. Uh, great for the listeners who don't know, anti cybex is a fantastic <laughs> Swedish crust band. Uh, all right, so so you came here for poetry, right? So then, uh, but then luckily uh, was able to form a band, and my first band was called Last Year's Man, mm-hmm. which. Um, we actually, our bass player hated the name so much that I just booked our first show, like without telling <laughs> him because, I just, yeah, I, I, I think I've always been an awful person to be <laughs> yeah. in a band with because he was just like, I, I'll be anything. I hate this band name. And I was like, oh, it's really good. Anyway, whatever. Just book it. Um, and uh, what kind of band was that? That was sort of Jonathan Fire Eater-esque. Nice. A little sass. Uh, yeah. You know, pretty much. 
it was in the 90s, and I was very much you were of the right. 90s. I thought you yes. came yeah. here in 2001, though. No, no, no. When I was 21. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, no. I moved here when I was like... In, in, I moved here in 97. Oh, okay. Okay. And... Um, but I actually, um, I actually got my our first show at Coney Island High because I was at Sweetwater, which was before it was a bistro, mm-hmm. was pretty much like the it. only bar in Williamsburg besides the Turkey's Nest mm-hmm. and Greenpoint Tavern. Um, I should say it was the only bar in Williamsburg that white people went to. Yeah, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. Was this pre Cokies? Cokies was in existence. Okay, definitely. Uh, and uh, but uh, Dave Burton, who tour manages like. New pornographers and stuff uh-huh. like that had a band called Rogue Burns Ensemble, uh-huh. and uh, I'm doing a lot of name dropping that no one could possibly give <laughs> a fuck about here. But for all of you guys, not caring for, name drop. for the other people that are like in their late 30s who never quite made it, this is for you. <laughs> yeah. um, That's our. Uh, <laughs> he was the drummer in Shorty. Uh, thank you, Market. Market. But anyway, he saw me. He liked he liked my suit, so he gave gave us a, our first nice. show. And oh, it was, so you did have sass. <laughs> I did have sass, yeah. Um, yeah, and we played with a lot of bands that were all in suits. Nice. Was, uh, who weren't Civ. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, this would have been prime Civ. Yep, yeah. Civ was... Set your goals. Everybody, no, everybody, like, hardcore bands, uh, I mean, everyone except for ABC No Rio bands were wearing suits. Right, yeah. Because it was like, everyone was into, you know, everyone was like Valentine Six and sort of yep. like that sort of just real polyester. Yep. Um, Kid Congo. Yeah, everyone was wearing suits, and then all the hardcore bands were wearing suits too yeah. because they were into you know refused and shit. I yeah, would also were. say, yeah, uh, yeah people look San good. Diego world was San Diego like, white yeah, belts and suits. And white it's belts. Not, what about wait? Would you say there's haircuts? potentially a crossover from the? Uh, uh, it's awful, but from the uh, you know big band revival. Oh, without thing. a doubt. Yeah, there yeah. was definitely like, and Ska too had a. Oh, we had a Zoot Suit Riot in there, Hardcore. Yeah. There was, <laughs> there was a formality there. You had to be careful because people would get out of control. Yes, exactly. Wait, uh, Cherry Poppin' Daddy. Okay, Cherry Poppin' Daddy. Cherry Poppin' Daddy. Uh, for those of you who aren't aware, <laughs> Cherry Poppin' Daddy's were a terrible band. Um, great. So, so yeah, so, so you were in that band. And okay, then um, the. Uh, our band developed a bit too much of a, a methadone problem among members. Mm-hmm. So then we, I formed a band called the Candy Darlings, which was a, a real combination between like Richard Hell and I cringe to say this, but it, I have to say Degeneration. <laughs> there you go. Did you guys play? At, I remember uh, the, the Continental a lot. Yeah. Yeah, we played the Continental a lot. You're, you're yes, number one. Yes, yeah, that's very. We played Coney Island High. Played the Continental at the time. Was that? Am I getting? Oh no, that's the Candy Snatchers. No, no, no. We not the Candy Snatchers. Okay. So, um, but we were sort of aping that sort of thing. Um, I mean, we didn't end up sounding like that because luckily the other band members were didn't give a shit about that kind of music, so they were doing enough weird th- stuff. But I was definitely doing the wow, yeah, thing <laughs> a lot. And it's you know for the listener. I'm this very, very gawky, you know, I, re- I really do look like your rabbi. And not even the rabbi that molests children, like just a ra- an asexual rabbi. A reformed rabbi. rabbi. Yeah. Rabbi John Spencer. John yeah. Spencer, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, ow! No reservations. <laughs> um, yes. So, uh, so how long did that band last? That was around for a while. We actually did, um, we did a split seven inch with... Players Club, mm-hmm. um, which was then JJ Paradise Players Club. Yes. Oh yeah, um, which I remember. Friends with them. I feel like Par- Panthers. 
possibly I'm sure you can find them or played JJ Paris was ex-members of someone it's always unsane dudes because because yeah. actually and Jimmy Paradise would later be the drummer for Fresh Kills oh, okay. um, but those guys were always like and like yeah and like Cooper was in hell like no Jimmy was in Hell No, but they were in Kill Van Call. They were all in ABC yeah, yeah, Rio, sort of, yeah. and Squatter. Interesting, because this was like a period right before stuff really started happening on a national level. Right. Well, we, we Candy Darlings, there was a lot of overlap. We, um, I, I've always said that if you want your band to succeed, open up for whatever band I'm in. You know, because <laughs> within two years you're going to be huge. So who's on and that I, list? I, and I, I will hope that you will tip me well. You know? Who's on that list? Um, well, in, within two months, we had in two, we had two Mercury Lounge shows in two months. The first one was, um, yeah, yeah, yeah's, then us, then um, Kid Congo, then the White Stripes, then the next month was, yeah, yeah, yeah's, us. <laughs> Moldy Peaches and The Strokes. Never heard of them. Who's that? <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, that's always a fun life check. Uh, yeah, that's consistently happening. I might actually have to go take a little break. Zach is in the fetal position for a couple minutes. But that's cool. Um, so, yeah, so, so everyone's overlapping you. Um, I, I could say that because I was in one of those bands as well. Yeah. Um, and then, so yeah, so then uh, Candy Darlings broke up. And then, okay, Candy Darlings broke up. And then I was briefly for about eight months in a band with some of the guys from Knoxville Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I really have just been a journeyman of mediocrity yeah. throughout my entire life. <laughs> um, and uh, not saying Knoxville Girls are mediocre. <laughs> I'm saying Ooh, that was directed at purely Knoxville Girls me. burn! <laughs> um, but... Uh, and that was short-lived, and that was just a really, even though I, I actually really listened to some of the demos the other day, mm-hmm. and it, it wasn't bad, but it was a really miserable experience right. where they actually had band meetings to discuss my lyrics oh. and their problems with them. Ooh. Oh, that's, that, that's, yeah. that's, a, that's, that's, that's a, never a fun. Yeah, uh, it, was, it, was, it was a very, it was a trying time. Yes, understandable. Uh, so, okay, so you were in that for, what, eight months? About eight yeah. months, and then... And the only note for that is I just want to say that the next band mm-hmm. that one of the guitarists was in after that band broke up, their first review was so-and-so and yet, in, in a, yet another band with a singer who can't sing. Aye. So I was getting insulted <laughs> in bands that I wasn't in. Right. For, oh. yeah. um, so that was yeah. good. That was, uh, that was good stuff. Which is always fun. When I did, you know, you have a wonderful voice. Thank you. I do Thank enjoy you. your voice quite a bit. I was in a transitional period at that time. Well, yeah, it well, takes a while yeah, we to all, find yeah. your voice literally. Yes. It, and well, when you're actually, you know, there, amongst all the yows, like you're actually doing singing. It's not, well, I started off as yow, and then I started listening to a lot of black cat music, right. which I know is weird, but I was, a real, I was a big black cat music fan for a little Black bit. cat music, give me a little. They were a, they're a San Francisco kind of goth punk band that put out a couple albums on Lookout. Nobody, okay. sorry, Brady, but nobody really cared about them, but yeah. I thought they were amazing. And I started aping the singer's style, just, which was more of like a kind of a going from the wow to, which is still popular with people that could do it more. Because it was also when The View was very popular. And like a lot of ex-hardcore guys 
were trying to figure out how to sing too, and they were all doing the yeah. sort of like birthday party. As we, like, yeah. I, yes, that's that's actually the big thing. Ex hardcore guys trying to learn how to sing. Yeah, uh, and it's then, a and huge I difference. It's, it's when all of a sudden it's like, oh, I have to actually like. I can't just be a percussive instrument, right? You know, which is what most hardcore screaming is. You're mm-hmm. essentially a drum. Like well, I think it's also. It, I think it also is around the same time when you start losing interest in the sort of like tough guy singing, right? Where you like the gravel, mm-hmm. but you don't want the sort of you don't want to sound like bold, right? Unless you want, you're in you bold, might. but you sound great, by the way, bold. <laughs> Guy from bold Don't coming come. up next with his, uh, <laughs> I would, his I would response love to Zach if we had Thomas. Matt from bold walking in. Hey, guys, what's up? I sold my record collection again. Um, <laughs> fucking. Uh, so, uh, yes, the, the, the gravel is the key. Uh, a little bit of gasoline vocal. Right. But um, you, if, if Thurston Moore was here to describe it. Well, you know what? Honestly, you, I think we could probably get Thurston Moore. Because I would love The to. amount of things Thurston Moore <laughs> so comments he's, on. Because he's so lonely. It just, it just, yeah, exactly. we got, we got, a, we got I got a, all these records. No, Kim. Who, who are we going to ask to give us some historical background on the history of underground? Oh, wait, Thurston's available. <laughs> Our, the oh. entire interview would be him just describing one terrible noise record uh, for 40 yeah. minutes using Thurston speak. Yeah, for like the sixth time. <laughs> yes, exactly. We've seen him do that. Um, all right, no so yeah, so great. So, uh, and then... And then you start the fresh kills, right? And then what yeah. year are we talking here? We had to probably two thousand. I mean, everything went pretty fast. I'm, I'm I think two thousand and one. Oh, so fresh kills has been a well, band for no, that doesn't make sense. That does not make sense because yeah, Candy Dogs was still playing shows in two thousand one. I don't know the early aughts. Two thousand and three, I guess. Yeah. Two thousand and three makes a sense. while. Yeah, yeah. No, no, we've been around for at least. That's crazy. Eight years. That we like. Our bands, ne- our, our paths never overlapped as much. Right. As no. I can. I mean, unless there was like a big show. That, yeah, I, I, like I think. I think, it's I, think I think we tried to get on some shows with you guys. It's very. I, I, I mean, think. I think like we, you I were think, pushing. I, 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 that uh, collapse. Uh, collapse. <laughs> listen, uh, Shanae, I gotta <laughs> get on that show. <laughs> I, for I those who don't know, Shanae was on a Shanae show that you guys were playing. <laughs> well, we did play. I was working the door at Shanae. Were you when you played there? When we played there with James Chance once. I mean, years. This is like. Because Shanae closed in like 2004 right. or five. Yeah. And I just, the, the problem with Shanae was that there was that enormous neon sign that said Shanae. <laughs> yes. It was like you were doing stand up. Right. Like some. At like, Shecky's. Hey, yeah. uh, the ha ha hole. So um, you know, every band was Shanae. Yeah, I think we probably did some Vice showcases there. Yeah. You know how you do. Uh, I'm amazed that Fresh Kill, we never played together. Panthers. And Fresh Kill. No, right? we didn't because I Which know. Which seems weird because we were kind of in. The same we, world. I mean, we had, we had plans to play together a couple times. Right. I think we were supposed to play with you guys and Chinese stars at Lit once, oh, and that didn't right. happen because um, Lit's terrible. But yeah, I'll we, be there in like two weeks. Yay! <laughs> I love you, Lit. I, um, Lit has given me a much employment over the years. Yeah, Lit, Lit, so. has, Lit, Lit has done very. Lit's done fine <laughs> by me. I got, I got nothing but nice things to say about Lit. Um, so so yeah. So you've been you Fresh Kills has been a band for a while. Um, uh, multiple lineup changes, or we were pretty stable for a while. Then we went on tour. Yeah, um, that sounds like the beginning. Yes, sounds in, like uh, the beginning. Of the worst, gig worst ever. gig ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> With the I told the rock and roll, like peace. Yeah, after our oh, actually, our first tour was okay because our original bass player couldn't go. Oh, so we had a fill-in bass player. So it sort of broke. I've never gone on a tour where there weren't at least three members of the band that really had a visceral hatred right. for each other. 
Um, and that's that I think I, my band members can all. No, no one's feelings will be hurt about that. They they were there, and not the sort of like oh we're going to yell at each other like normal bands, right. and, but more like Stewing. someone will stand up yeah. silently during the meal and go sit out in the van. Sounds now, very familiar. On these early tours, <laughs> were they self booked? Oh, f- f- yeah. Right, so. Oh, actually, our first tour was with Plot to Blow Up the Eiffel Tower. Oh, um, oh yeah, and it was going to be from great. San Diego. Um, yes, yes. Okay. It was with Plot to Blow Up the Eiffel Tower and Malady. Who, which is uh, page ninety nine? Page ninety nine is yeah. like Rocky band. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. I remember them. Uh, um, if you nobody know, liked us, yeah. For no. those who don't know, page ninety nine was a scrams band. <laughs> were they scrams? Did they have like? Weren't there like seven? Good there were like twenty people in that band. They're in a pretty okay band now, like Pygmy Lush. Yeah, I think. yeah. I don't mind that. And page ninety nine. Page ninety nine got they reunited. Together. Yes, uh, for like Best Friends Day or something. <laughs> They went down. They you went down the reuniting wormhole. Yeah, I don't know. People want to reunite all the time. What is Best Friends reason. Day? I don't. Yeah, I'm it's making. Where, I could be making. Come. It's beards. Come. No, it is yeah. Best Friends Day. Is that what That's it is? It's yes. Beards and neck tattoos yes. from all over the world. To just hug each and other. And they put yeah, they put their arms around each other and they smell they, up the place. And they and they yeah and they, uh, they somehow psychologically differentiate themselves from like frat boys <laughs> yes. somehow somehow. So no, so no. what are we talking about on that first tour between the three bands? Like what what type of places were you playing? Were people coming to the shows? Were there well, how that, long was that one? That was that was like oh, 10 days. We never okay. rarely went for more because we always always like always had jobs that right. we just couldn't leave. Um and and we never really had a booker. And so we were talking. This was the only th- the closest thing we ever. I think our first tour was the closest we ever had to like a booked tour right. by a booker. Um, and plot both of the tower were great. They were super nice, uh, you know. Um, but their van broke down halfway through, so they missed a bunch of dates. Uh. So people would come to go see plot to blow up, plot to blow up the Eiffel Tower and see us yeah. and we were playing you know I mean we were essentially like a sludge band compared to the bands we were playing yeah. with you know and we're just like a mid-tempo mm-hmm. post-punk band right but we were so slow compared <laughs> to these other bands and the, and, and like people in California corrupted. are so small as you guys both know they're, yes. they're, they're a small people they're a, there's <laughs> yes. just especially in the hardcore it's, right. it's, it's hundreds and hundreds of Compact, very small tiny. boys with black rim glasses yep. and a lot of tattoos right. and their girlfriends are about three inches taller yep. on average yep. and um, you know no one really speaks to your face <laughs> you can tell they're saying shit about you five feet away but and they would go and they would cross their arms and their arms would remain crossed. I love it. Um, so wait a second. Just back over a second. You were doing a West Coast? West Coast. Just West Coast. Flew out to the West you Coast. Flew out, out to the West Coast. And everyone was lending us equipment. So people were really okay. nice. Great. And I should say, people were people organizing the shows, people playing in the shows were all fantastic. I mean, they were just really nice. You know, some, some kids in, I don't know, I feel like it was like La Jolla, the venue fell through. So one of their dads ran a pharmacy. So they cleared out like the deli part of the pharmacy. Like, move the shelves. That's pretty awesome. The moments was, where all of a sudden you're like, oh, I believe in punk again. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it, but it was, it was always mixed because we'd believe in punk again, but the people that were at the show still didn't like yes. us. So we'd be like, we believe. We're really into this. And they'd be like, yeah, but we just don't like you. Punk like, would be enough. much cooler without all the fans. Yeah. Uh, no, but <laughs> just playing for themselves. Right. I, sometimes I think that for almost every music scene. Um, so uh, playing, so a pharmacy... Great, but again, none of none of those shows constitute as the worst show ever because all those were fine. Right. You know, when it was our first tour, we were ecstatic to be doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
sounds like a relatively painless. It was first pain, tour. It, it like, was. It was one of. The, it, it was you know our constant problem is people go on tour to like build a fan base. You know, you do it because it's fun and you want to play music and all that stuff. Sure. sure. But uh, I, I want to note that everyone in the room rolled their eyes at the yeah. same time. <laughs> there was a collective <laughs> that happens. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. No. Um, but we didn't really make any fans. I mean, there yeah. were some people that liked us and we had a good time, but we didn't, you know, we, we didn't really build a base for the next time we go to San sure. Diego because we didn't sound, like next time we went to San Diego, we still weren't going to sound anything more like the Locust. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and like, oh, some guy from Revelation came to see us uh, play at The Smell Perfect. in L.A. He wrote us and said he was going to come see us. Didn't speak to us after the show. Oh, didn't sp- did not Did not acknowledge, like, just pretended that he had never emailed us and said that he was interested and then just never spoke to us again. And, um, like a ghost, he was gone. In 2000, <laughs> getting dissed by Revelation in 2004 yeah. is... Exactly. Uh, yeah, what was going on yeah. in 2004 with Rev? Well, they had Inside written that saying that we want to get away Inside from Inside our issue, Civ reissue, a reissue of Civ. Uh, great. There was a Civ reissue. Yeah, there like was a Civ reissue, I yeah. know, sadly. Of what, the second? What, is, what was no, the second No, it was a two-disc, it was a two-disc, two disc, I think probably the first one, Set Your Goals, and then the second CD, which was like their major label, like... And then literally everything else they ever recorded. The yeah, like, like which I love. Answering machine messages. Yeah. Yes. Uh, oh, I've got a Gorilla Biscuit shirt that the neck goes down to my waist <laughs> because I was moshing real hard when they played Hold Your Ground at the first Warp Tour. Civ. Boom, boom, no, boom. Yeah, Civ. I saw Civ at the Academy uh, with Quicksand, and I want to and I want to say Handsome. Yeah, Maybe. that makes sense. Say and, handsome. Features. I, I just follow your man. I think it was handsome. It. Yeah. And that's what I was... Well, in, I featured was in, members of Quicksand. Yeah, wait, no. Maybe it wasn't... Dude from, hand, no, dude from Quicksand was, was no, in no, handsome. No, 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 no. It was... I think it was Texas is the reason... Oh, even Civ bigger. Civ and Quicksand. Because Quicksand and Handsome did not overlap, I think. I don't think they did. This would have been my senior year of high school when okay. I interviewed bass player... Uh, Savio Vega, Sergio, Sergio Vega. Vega, for my uh, <laughs> high school radio station where I was, the Ayatollah of rock and roll. The Mike Sergio Sergio Vega now in the Deftones, um, doing better than any of I us. I think Sergio, <laughs> I don't know him, but he formed some short-lived band. This, this is actually a good, this was a great show, but this, is, this ties in well into Perfect. our theme. Um, I think him and Chaka had some short-lived band that was great, and I think Fresh Kills played with them at Lit yeah. for a benefit for a girl that had gone to a car accident. We agreed. It was us, Sergio and Chaka's band, ARE Weapons, Sounds about and, and someone else. I can't remember who else it was. We agreed to this benefit because we knew this girl, and we were like, and she had gone to a car accident. She had shattered her ankle. She couldn't work. And we were like, oh, of course we're going to do this. We found out later that she had gone to the car accident because she had been driving after taking meth. Oh. oh yeah. And... We had this sort of like band debate, like, well, what do, you know, should we still, and then we were like, and then we, this band debate lasted like 30 seconds, and then we were like, we're the worst. Like, (laughs) we, we drive across the Williamsburg Bridge, like, feeding each other cocaine so we can stay awake, (laughs) and we're having some sort of moral dilemma over, like, giving, like, $300 to this poor girl, (laughs) like... We, we happily played the show. That's on a different... I remember having a debate about whether at South by... South by Southwest, if we should play a show that was sponsored by Camel Cigarettes. And I remember having the debate while Jay Green, I think, was smoking <laughs> yeah, a pack. I, well, And I was just like... I was like, I, I understand why... But also, we were just sponsored by Sparks. 
Like we're kind right. of like yeah. we're just living. Did in you this end up world doing now. it? No. See, that's the thing, which I, I was actually happy about. I, but I've thought about that too, and I, I've had so all, throughout my illustrious career, I've had so many internal moral like arguments. Sure. That never, I never had to deal with because we never got asked to do shit. Yeah, but I was always. It is always, much harder when you actually. Yeah, get no, it. I was, was going to say because it's like, oh, you'll get five hundred or thousand. No, yeah. When we when we were when we had that internal debate, should we play this camel cigarette showcase? And then they shoved a thousand dollars cash right. in our pocket. We said, yeah. all right, I think we'll play. This exactly. Show. Yeah, that was. Wait, was that the could, same year? It might have been. I, okay, well, we did because they sponsored a faint tour too. Yeah, it was, it was when we camel was really. We did a couple of camel. Did you? Shows. Okay. Honestly, be just because the money was was you know a, a, a band that was kind of at our level where like you weren't really being able to live off of it to right. get thousand dollars to play a show. You're right. Sure. You know, See, I, I'll say for being sponsored, we were sponsored by Sparks. If anyone remembers Sparks, of course, yes. As Sparks being the, the mall liquor and. Uh, it was an energy alcoholic drink. energy drink. Yeah, but for we children. were sponsored by Sparks. For, for preteens. Yeah. For the Vice tour that we did with Death Row yeah, Bug in Vietnam. Yes, I know. We were on Vice. You had so many moral debates while you were we on Vice. We did actually have a debate about being Should on Vice. Should we perform Vice. in blackface? Yes. We had a huge debate Wait, about there being is on Vice. a story that we'll have to address at some point. I remember from that tour that you guys did with Vietnam. Right. Rolling around on stage. While you guys were playing, unplugging, like inadvertently unplugging pedals. Yeah, I'll get to that. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, and that was one of the, the nights where I was like, well, yeah, we were sponsored by Sparks for a five or six week tour, and they gave us like 1500 bucks. <laughs> like, and also the trade off was also they gave us 10 crates of, of <laughs> Sparks at every show. Huge Sparks banner behind you. Mind you. Play. I'm straight edge. I don't <laughs> drink at all. So you just had and, your band members being. Beyond obnoxious. Ob- obliterated all the time, and some shows where I would go, can I have water? And they go, you've got sparks. <laughs> and it was just like, okay, that's not the trade-off. There were certainly shows, even for them, where they were like, I can't drink another sparks. Can we get a beer? It's like, no, you've got ten crates of sparks. You've got to get rid of it. But yeah, it was at a Virginia show at Nancy Reagan that nobody liked us. It was one of the shows where nobody liked us at all. And Josh from Vietnam uh, decided, he must have just, I mean, he was probably fucked up on something that day because they were Vietnam. Uh, he decided to start attacking Justin while we were playing and trying to take him to the ground. And Justin, you saw him, Justin being the guitarist of Panther, snap, slam his guitar into Justin, like over and over. Into Josh. Into Josh, yes. And, and Josh yelling, I thought this was punk, man. What about Bored Against? And it was just like, wait, what is going on? What is the logic here? Oh, God. I, I, uh, like, it I was... can't count the number of times that I've said that was exact. Yes. No matter what the situation. I, I mean, like, I thought this was punk. What about Bored Against? Like, how many times have I said that to my wife? I know. Uh, but... <laughs> Petitioning the empty skies. Yes. I thought this was punk. What about Bored Against? Uh, all right, so to go back. So you're at this benefit. Uh, and did, did you end play, up playing play, it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Nice no, yeah, we, it. we had a great time. Okay. You're a wonderful person. Yeah, you I looked so. out for this method. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably dead now, anyways. But whatever. Uh, great. Or, or back on the lit roster. Yeah. Either way. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, so yeah. So, how many tours probably did Fresh Kills? We do? did. We've only done. We've done about one a year. Okay. Um, Usually around 10, the, 12 days. Yeah, and and it's funny. This last one was the only one that I would even call even remotely successful in that we probably only lost $300. <laughs> um, 
That's not yeah, three hundred. I don't see I, I, everyone's like, oh yeah, that that makes sense. I'm thinking about how we came back from five weeks with high on fire, and I had to borrow rent money from <laughs> my girlfriend because we made so nothing <laughs> and owed so much. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the thing though. It's like we, with even like I wish I had better stories. It's just that a lot of our tours were just sort of like grinds into into just like despair. Yeah. Just just playing. You know, even when there were people that liked us, it was just playing for eight or nine people. You know, we touring with other bands too, and then sort of like going with these like incredible expectations, like, oh my god, I've heard of this band, or I like mm-hmm. this band. You know, oh, we're playing with, and this is no, you know, diss against some band like say Four Hundred Blows. Like we right. played with Four Hundred Blows in like Kansas, and we were super psyched. They're an amazing band, and we we're like, oh. It's 400 Blows. We've heard of them. We like them. We have their <laughs> records. There's going to be like... And we, with reason, there's going to be like 70 people there. Conservatively. Sure. Conservative. Yeah. There's going to be like 70 to 100 people yeah. there. Kansas, it's a rockin' town. Yeah. Lawrence. You know, Lawrence. It's, sure. Uh, yeah. It wasn't Lawrence. It was in Kansas City, I believe. Okay. Oh, the record bar, which we've yeah. actually played in our last tour. Now, it was actually great. I like... I, Support I like the, record the record bar. bar. Support the record bar. Everyone um, go to the record bar. Yeah, actually. Yeah, especially next time 400 Blows are playing. <laughs> it's... Um, but, you know, but it was a lot of, and I don't mean to pick on them, but it was a lot of situations like that where we'd be like, oh, shit, we're playing with this band that we've liked for years. And be like, oh, people don't care. They're I the think same that's people us. Don't, yeah, yeah, they're it's the same a as huge, us. Yeah, it's celebrities are just like <laughs> us. They drink smoothies <laughs> and people don't come see their bands. Yeah. Uh, same thing happened to us with dear friends of ours, the Joggers uh, mm-hmm. band that uh, right. I loved for years that we reached out to, we became friendly with, we wound up being booked by the same guy that booked them uh, and had a couple of, of short tours with them that were really fun uh, but it, yeah playing nobody just, yeah just like I we, think we it's a consistent thing like I think I mean it's I think it seems like it's come up before and I think it will continue to come up just the, it's it is you know it's the general misconception that people in general have about you know I, beyond music playing art or uh, playing art playing music <laughs> doing <laughs> art writing books anything like any sort of you know uh, artistic endeavor it's you've got this logic of just like I've heard of them that means right. they must be good, and you know we did like or big. They or must big. Yeah, they must or, be big. And again, but even with these reasonable expectations, they must be big so that there will be at least twenty five right. people at a show. Right? There will not be twenty five people. Yeah. There will be no one. There yes. will be the bartender, and the bartender will not be a fan. Yeah. Because we are, we live in a big country too. It's that a big help. country. There's and, no getting. Or the bartender will be a fan and will ask you for a seating. Right. Yeah. We give <laughs> yes, it, that's true. Definitely. We have definitely given the this last tour and this. I will. I will name our our current bass player by name because it's a compliment to him. Uh, Mishka really has been amazing for our finances because he, in a good way, is a real hard ass about things like that. And he's like, no, people buy our stuff. Yeah. I don't, you, unless they're like. A really good friend, and you owe them. You know, we whatever. Right. You know, there's we there's exceptions to the rule. But if if someone like we're on tour, we're not making a lot of money. If a bartender wants a CD, the bartender can pay ten dollars. Yeah. It's needed. Someone has yeah. to be the hard. It's like that. Of nobody gets on the guest list mentality. Yeah, of yeah. Like, this is we're doing this. We need as much money as we can possibly get, especially now. And I haven't toured in in over three years. Where like. And it's even worse. Than oh no, it was gas! Then. Like, gas yeah, yes. they don't have to tell you guys. And, I mean, it's, it's insane. And uh, uh, just nobody buying your. The only time someone's right. going to buy your physic, the physical copy of your record, is when they see you face to face. Right. Right. You know. So it's it's uh, yeah, I, yeah. I yeah. I I think it's it, it, someone has to be the hard ass because it's hard. You get to you know you. Yeah, it's everyone. All of a sudden, is, is owed a record for some reason. Everyone's owed a shirt, but I, you know I. 
I'm paying for it. Like it, it, you know. it, if they, and the thing to remember is if someone lives in like. I, I've been a townie in towns. We've, you know, I've been mm-hmm. the guy working at the bar or like being the waiter and stuff like that. If there's a band I like, I have $10. Yes. Because I'm not really spending that much money living in my town, you know, drinking for free right. at my friend's bars, you know. That's doing the other the thing. thing. I'm not saying if I... If they like you, if they really like you, I right. 10 bucks. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I, I think even in my old age and pasts like touring as much, I've start, like even if a band's coming through town... I, 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 unless I think it's going to some reason sell out and I can't get a ticket. Like I've even started curbing. It like, feels bothering. like you're saying you're perfect. Yeah, like it's just like <laughs> it does feel like like we're perfect. great, right? Like you know, <laughs> like we're friends here and shit. Uh, but yeah, I just like I, I, you know, I'm a pretty good guy. No, but I, I feel like I've been I've been trying to. You can get not, over the idea of I need to get into the show for free. Right. Yeah, I can fucking throw down ten dollars. Yeah. Like I know, yeah, I'll buy my friends' records. Like you know, like. The, the, uh, this is when I knew I was uh, an adult. The Violet Bullshit LP uh, I, I went up. I, paid, I for paid for it immediately. Yep. Uh, because I could bother Jay Green, uh, first guest, uh, for the Violet Bullshit LP. I've known him since seventh grade. Yep. But also, I also know that he had to pay for those records. The Violet Bullshit LP is worth buying. Yes, by the way. and it is Every, worth Everybody buying. should buy it. It's a fantastic record. It is fantastic. Just like the Fresh up. Kills record. The, Thank Look you. at that! Thank you. There you go. <laughs> giving it back. So I see what you did there. Let's um, let's delve into. I mean, if the last tour has been good, yeah, the last tour was good. So there's actually no horror yeah. stories on the last right. one. It was um, it, even even South by Southwest was okay. Um, and getting to South by Southwest normally that kind of bottleneck can be hard. I mean, we had, you know there was of, yeah. I mean, we we did play like you know we did have to play Tulsa, Oklahoma on a Monday, uh, pouring rain. While uh, what's that Jersey um, kind of punk, but just sound like the Pogues to me band? Oh, uh, Flogging Molly. No, no, <laughs> no. I was gonna say drop, uh, the one Titus Andronicus. Okay, oh. yeah, yeah, Titus Andronicus. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They were playing like a house party down yep. the street, so that was wait. Was it? Was, what's the place in Tulsa? The uh, observatory. Or is that Norman, Oklahoma? I'm thinking. No, we played the observatory. There was like a kind of we, a cool. That place. is actually and also, uh, one of my worst shows ever. Was at the observatory because it was one of our the first time we played second time we played South by Southwest. We were opening up for the Slits at the observatory, and should be a good show. Should be a, yeah. should be a high point. Slits. And <laughs> and this is not a great story. It's just depressing. I lost my voice, and I don't mean like it was raspy. I didn't sound like I was an H2O. I mean, <laughs> no sound came out. I and exactly I got on stage, about. and I started singing. <sighs> and yeah. the two guitarists had to sing every song, and I, I, start, I almost started crying on stage. I was just so... Because that was packed, of course. That was a ton of people who were clearly enjoying the music. Right. And maybe they would have hated the sound of my voice. But sure. But I have to believe that they would have liked yeah. the sound of my voice. The the observatory we played there. I want to say it was on our second U.S. tour, 2005. And I know that we had like an absurdly long drive. We're driving from Oklahoma. The next day, we're playing in Indianapolis. Uh-huh. Absurd drive yes. across the country. It was it was about it was in like June, I would say. And someone, some kid, like a high school kid, had a graduation party. At the observatory, so there it was like a that Christian high school. Well, they just there were a bunch of high school kids oh. just at the show. Oh, they going, just they were going to whatever was happening. I right think night, so. Probably. I don't think they were there for us. Um, but they were. They, don't they, sell they yourself it. short. Yeah, they, got they got it's like mom, dad. Can I have my graduation party? Oxford Collapse is coming to town. Um, so there were a bunch of like uh, Christian high school kids there, 
And it was fun. It was great. And then after we played this, like, this uh, rapper came on. And this white guy, and I can't remember his name. All I know is that his hit single was called Titties on My Back. <laughs> so he wasn't a Christian rapper. He was not a Christian rapper. No. But he played titties. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not familiar. I also don't did know he have Testament? titties on his back. He did not, yeah. but okay. he got every, everyone in the crowd. And look, I say they're Christian high school kids only because it was Tulsa, Oklahoma. Or Norman. I don't Norman, know where yeah, this place where, was. Right. Um, maybe they were Jewish. I don't know. But <laughs> they, 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 really they, they weren't Jewish. They were probably not Jewish. <laughs> Take but a wild got, stab <laughs> in the dark at that one. He got everybody to do a titties on my back chance. Good for him. Um, and I don't fact, know what that I mean, means. Like, is that means a girl's, that good or bad? a girl's hugging you from no, the back? No, I think he had literally... <laughs> that's, like, it's just about having girls sweet. hugging titties you. Yeah. Oh, he's got titties on his back. Yay! I think we even loaded out... See a bike enthusiast? I don't know why. All I know is that we loaded out to the chant of titties on my back to then drive 14 I hours. I wish I could load out only to titties on my yeah. back. It would make load out much better. Shout yeah. out to the titties on my back guy. <laughs> whoever you we, are. Whoever, wherever Hope he is. Hope you got those tits on your back, brother. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you lost your voice at that one. Yeah. Completely gone. Yeah. And, and, and it was since it was my fault because I, was still, I wasn't really doing all my voice training. So now I'm very good about it. I don't smoke on tour. Mm-hmm. I don't do hard drugs. I just sort of like, I have like one drink at a show and then I just go and mm-hmm. hang out by myself. But so even the band was shunning me because they were just like, uh-huh. like, I mean, they didn't, they didn't, they, they were trying to be nice about it, but you could just tell that they were like, oh, look, there's a bunch of people at our show because, you know, Zach went to a vice party at South yeah. by Southwest. He can't sing. Oh, this is yeah. on the way back. This is on the way back. Oh, okay. So yeah. that's why somebody wasn't feeling a little under the weather. Yeah, no. They just brought it upon possibly raged well, with us. It was, it, was, it was a combination of me being excitable and trying yeah. to run amok in Austin. But also, I'm really bad at day shows. Sure. And we were playing with easy action and unsane. And even though, again, because of the kind of music we play, like the people that were at that show, I mean, they, some of them were into it and stuff. But it was, it was right. definitely... Whenever we play these heavy shows, people are generally sort of indifferent because sure. we're like a post-punk band and people think I sound like David Byrne. And, sure. and they point that out to me and I hate David Byrne. And it's <laughs> awful. Um, but because I think because I also didn't want to hear someone say, oh, I like your band, but you sound like David Byrne. I was really going for it. Uh-huh. Sure. And when I go for it, I lose my voice. Sure. I don't, I'm not a natural born screamer. I sure. Just, I'll say about easy action. How was that? Was, how was that attended well? Were they attended well? Yeah, no, uh, well, for the, it was South by Southwest, and they were yeah. with Unsane. It was a daytime thing at the Scoot Inn. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So, the, yes, that was, and it was like, there were dudes like from uh, this band, um, This Damn Town that we had played with in Chicago mm-hmm. before that are actually in an awesome band called the Hex Dispensers. Oh, um, that name sounds familiar. Great. Really, yeah. really great. Um, so I just kind of wanted to, I wanted to show off. Sure. Like, there were a lot of people there that I really sure. liked, and I wanted people to like me. I asked because I saw Easy so I Action in Greenpoint, uh, and I was like, Easy Action's a great band. Came from Laughing Hyenas. Right, and you came, came from Negative Approach. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Me and 10 other people enjoyed them in a weird place I've never been to again in and Greenpoint. And his voice sounds amazing. He sounds great. Still he sounds looks amazing. like he was ready to destroy the entire place. Jake uh, <laughs> uh, Bannon from Negative Approach, one of the best hardcore bands ever. Yeah. And his voice uh, And is Laughing awesome. Hyenas, one of the best bands. Like, yeah. And Easy Action's really good. Yeah, Easy you know? Action's I mean, a great band. They're they're fantastic. And, uh, but I remember watching that a bit and having that moment of like, there is no hope for any of us. No, people. Uh, <laughs> um, don't, don't, don't get me started. Well, don't get me started. Get, get me started here, hey, Zach. Yeah. Get me started. We've got the car. <laughs> <laughs> the Ayatollah hey. Rock and Roller, Mike Pace on WGE. Um, 
So, uh, so yeah, so you've played multiple tours. Oh, well, I guess we haven't even talked about any of the, the actual a, worst give shows us, yet. Give us a shit show. Sorry. Give so, us okay. one shit well, show. Well, I'll give you here. two. All right, perfect. Um, when one is this, a good segue from losing my voice, we, we've always drawn pretty well in New York. We've yes. done fine. You know, we're a, we're a solid, like, kind of like mid-level local band. Right. You know? Um, and... But we rarely pack out the place. We're usually, it's usually semi-full, okay. pretty good, you know. A lot it's not of our fr- it's like a lot of friends and friends of friends and friends and friends of friends sure. come. Not, but we were playing this one show that I can't remember what it was for, um, but it was, it was going to be packed. It was mm-hmm. part of like some sort of, it, it wasn't CMJ and it was pre-Northside, but mm-hmm. there was some, some, I think it was a one-off festival that someone yeah. was trying to do, but it was... It was at Union Pool, and it was just like, if it wasn't sold out, it was practically sold out. And I had gone out the night before, and this was sort of like, this was the show that basically sealed the deal that I now I do not go out the night before, <laughs> ever, 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 ever. And, um, and I was also, at that time, suffering from gastritis, which I didn't know, which I ended up having to like... You know, yeah, but I, I was like, faint, I was fainting a lot. Oh, yeah, what are oh, the side yeah, what, effects of gastritis? Uh, well, it's like a big, it's like a hole in your stomach, oh. and it's like, and I didn't know what it was. I just thought I was getting old and sure. couldn't drink and do drugs anymore. Thank God I was incorrect. But yeah, no, I mean, despite what your mother and the doctors might tell you, hard drugs are actually not good for your stomach. <laughs> I know. That's so weird. I know. But so I was having all these like stomach in you know, and, and I couldn't quite figure out what was going on, but it wasn't affecting my behavior at all. Uh-huh. I was still going out and I would just sort of drink enough that my stomach stopped hurting because uh-huh. I was like, oh, well, that, okay, I just need to get through the first like one by the fifth Jameson and soda. Cobain-esque. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was one of the many times in my life that could be described as Cobain-esque. <laughs> um, you know, Zach, but, he's very Cobain-esque. Oh, my God. Uh, now I'm more. Now I'm more of a Francis Bean. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, yeah. Except I really love my. Got more mom. of a Novoselic oh. thing going on. There. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you. So you went. Oh, wait, so anyway, the night before. No, no, so I went for the night before, and I was up, but not really more. Like, not not so you'd notice. And around the time of load in, I just couldn't move, and I was like, I called the guys. I was like, I, I'm feeling really sick. Don't worry. And they were nice about it. They're like, uh, they rolled their eyes, I'm sure. But they were like, okay, it's fine. Leads they loaded in. And I kept on, and they kept on like calling. And like the time got closer and closer to when we were supposed to play. And I was like, I'd get up, and I'd, the, the, the room would start spinning. And I was like, I hadn't done. I'd been up till, you know, like six in the morning, like a, like a normal person. And I, <laughs> so I wasn't, I wasn't, I couldn't understand why I felt so terrible. Finally, I was like, I have to go. And I was like, well, maybe it won't, there won't be that many people there, and we can play like three songs or something. The classic three song set. Yeah. <laughs> and, Love uh, that set. I was like, I'll just play, yeah, we're like the dwarves. Yes, exactly. But, um, uh, get and in, I went get out. And it was packed. And it was Saturday night at Union Pool. So it was packed outside, it was packed inside. And there were actually people there to see us, which, you know, not just for the thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm terrified then because I'm just feeling so sick. And I, it's getting close. I'm lying down on the stage while they're setting up, and just I can't move. And finally, like, I, but I have to play. And I'm like, I really feel like I'm going to piss myself. I feel like I'm going to throw up. I, I feel like I have no control over any bodily functions. And so finally, what I ended up having to do was 
I asked the bar back. I was like, do you guys have a bucket? And they're like, <laughs> and I was like, all right. Because, you know, Union Pool, for those of us who, who don't go, has like, it's really, it's sort of like a beautiful framing. It's got curtains on the side. Right. And um, you look like you're in a Blues Traveler video. Yeah. And, uh, this, and it's a small and, uh, room, too. It's a comfortable... It's a, uh, it's a miniature room. even flow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I kept a bucket right behind one of the curtains. <laughs> and in between songs... Well, I mean, the, the intention was I would, so I could throw up. But also, I was like, I might have to just pee. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, Luckily, I didn't have to pee. I mean, I, I didn't end up peeing, but I you did I had I had to throw up in between songs and oh. then like sort of dry heave because there wasn't really was anything in me. Right. Yeah. I was just having these. Yeah. You know, I was right. just Fucked up, and we kept on singing, and everyone was like, and I and the first couple songs were okay, and then I just couldn't breathe. I couldn't get the air in to sing because I wanted to throw up so bad, and I just felt this pressure on my bladder and on my penis and I just was like I'm going to piss myself on stage and I'm not like you know at this point I was like I was like 32 or something so it wasn't like oh I'm 22 and I piss myself on stage it would be like it would be the defining thing of my next 10 years of my life because the internet existed you know all these things have Brooklyn Vegan would have had a field day well no I I think at that point Brooklyn Vegan still wouldn't have written about us (laughs) Um, so but yeah, so I mean, the end result was after like six songs, I just looked at everybody. And I was like, I can't. I, we had to stop the set just because oh, wow. I couldn't move anymore. I couldn't yeah. get the air in to sing. Um, so that was that was it that makes the terrible. Talk. It was terrible. Yeah. It was it was it was. I felt shame. That's an example of a, like a worst show where it's a physical malady. You know, right? Like, usually we talk about shows and and some fucked up thing happened like. With the crowd, or the amp right. broke, or the promoter didn't get paid, or someone shit on the floor. But this, like, this is the actual like being in the band and being physically ill yeah. and having to play, and then on, on top of you know losing your voice. The other time, I mean, that's yeah. No, I'm, I'm I am I, I am weakness <laughs> embodied. Uh, but, yeah, you're very Cobain esque man. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> what uh, and you had? Did you have another one? The other, the other right? worst show was just when we were on tour. I think our second tour, which was just down south, just on the on the east coast, yep. um, and it was just one of those. We were on our own, and just shows got. It was just one of those brutal shows where shows just got canceled last minute. Right. I think on like half the tour, all the other bands dropped out of shows, so there just there would just be nobody. Wow. Um, our bass player at the time, who shall remain nameless, good guy, but he was going through some stuff. It was actually he at who the shall time. not be named. Yes. <laughs> he, he, uh, he uh, you know, he, he was going, like, he was sort of like, I think he, we stayed at somebody's house and he threatened to kill their dog. Oh. And it was just a lot of, like, we were You all, apologizing we were, for yeah, the other day. And, like, we, we, so, we were all. So we're talking about, like, a 10-day jaunt here. Shows getting canceled. Bands dropping off. Yeah. And, and, and really, none of us really wanting to be around yeah. each other. Um, and then we played at the Star Bar in Atlanta. Right. Which is, I, I think a lot of our friends have had good experiences there. I feel but like, I feel like, wait, does Star Bar go under other names, too? Is that also MJQ? I think it's called the Star Bar. I think it's the Star okay. Bar. I could MQ be remembering Underground? Well. No. MJ, MJQ Underground? Yeah, which well, is it's across, across the like, street from some fancy 
quote unquote punk rock burger place oh, where okay. the waitresses have tattoos and are not polite. Ooh, funky. Um, Sounds and, delicious. Uh, which I know could be <laughs> could be any number of places. <laughs> Oh, no <laughs> reservation. Could be, could be, could be. Yeah, the, the, the Kate Kate's everywhere. Yes, exactly. Um, Some burgers here, tattooed. <laughs> yeah, um, I was sorry to see that one go. Um, um, where I saw Sergio Vega DJ. Was. I, I used to see uh, Toby. Yeah, that was a Toby H two O. Toby two O. I, I don't because, know what Toby's yeah. going under these days. That was a big haunt. Uh, sure, I used to go there all the time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, I used to love that place until I, I just like until the 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 like physical indifference of the staff right just got to the point where I was like, I can't. I like the food, but I I can't wait an hour and a half for eggs. And I also somehow that that, ter- that fake turkey club would cut up my mouth like razor blades. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I would get to. I was, I yeah, every time. I was like, it. I love it. <laughs> ah, pain. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so you're on this. Uh, All right, so we went, we played Star Bar, and it was one of the situations where we found out the day before that none of the band, there were no other bands oh, the in Atlanta. Band, the yeah. We don't have a bill. big Atlanta yeah, fan base, sure. you know. Uh, we just played there and it was fine, but still. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this time, we did, there were no bands. Three skinheads showed up. <laughs> um, we you guys played, are attracting the skinhead. In the yeah, what in. is the deal? Well, I think we're just, you know, we're just, uh, we're not, not friendly to them. Right. Because usually we're just happy to have people there. And, you know, we have, we have skinhead, you know, we're used to sort of New York skinheads which can be this, you know, it's it's you know, it's it's sheer terror sure. or something where you're like, oh yeah, they're fun to yeah. hang out with, yeah. you know, and it's not like we just won't get too deep into the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's um, these weren't where it's outside of New too. York, outside of New York City. <laughs> um, skinheads aren't that smart and are kind of mean. Yeah. So three. That's my qualifying statement. Yeah. It's a, for our skinhead moving on. For our skinhead <laughs> listeners, you guys are totally cool. You're yeah, the just, best. You guys are the best. Boy, all the way. Um, not yeah, really. The fact I'm that you guys are sharp it. totally makes up for the other shit. Yeah. It's great. Thanks, cool. Sharp. That's You've awesome. really done a lot. So they yeah, show up at the show. So they show up at the show and we played like eight songs, you know, because we, we play like a half hour and we're like, all right, we're going to stop. You know, we played. And they were... They really believed that. I don't know if they had only gone and seen like cruise bands or something because they thought we were just on break and we're going to play a second set. Uh huh. Oh, the, the, oh, the mysterious second set yeah. that every punk band in the early 80s played. Like, I never yeah. understood. So Black weird. Play seven sets and I, what is Yeah, good luck with about? that crazy idea. Okay, Hank. Yeah. <laughs> Take her easy. So Why don't you go it, get in the van? It, it got really tense. Where yeah. they did, and we were just like, they wanted you to play more. They wanted us to play more. And I don't even think they really cared. But I think they had paid their $4. Exactly. Someone was going to get wanted, their heads They only got two bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Oi, oi, oi. Someone's coming out tonight. And then, like, they finally, like, after just, like, really, you know, we were, we were, we were kind of scared. You know, sure. sure, we outnumbered them, but, yeah. you know, we're just three skinheads. No, there's, care. <laughs> uh, there's just the rule, you know. Um, yeah, so then they they finally like left, sort of in disgust, and then the guy <laughs> who ran the bar found out we were from New York and just wanted to like badmouth Bad Wizard for an hour and a half and not pay us. That's always fun. And so that was like just like nobody there. Tell you something about Curtis. Threatened by skinheads, <laughs> you know, just having to talk about Bad Wizard for an hour. And, and did, he, and, did he ever wind up paying you? No. No, I mean, and of course, his thing was like, well, there's no one, there was no one here. And, it was, and I gave you guys each like, a beer. And, and, and you were like, yeah, you were supposed to book the other bands. Like, yeah. Yeah, there was, 
And you didn't let your fist do the talking like Hank would have. Arf, arf, arf. <laughs> After you took a respite in the van. <laughs> yes, get yeah. in the van, brother. Slept on the base. Uh, we let hours. our fist do the talking in the tub. Yes. The hotel. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the not paid show is Ugh. a nightmare. Uh, and the getting into that dispute of like logic with the, uh, with the booker of you know him kind of forcing the blame of what the booker is supposed to do onto you. Oh uh, yeah, no, is to- always oh. a nightmare. We, yeah, we didn't promote your show. Right. We didn't. We didn't tell anybody. There are no other bands. Why didn't you draw? Yes. Maybe you guys should draw more if you want to get paid. Yeah. Which is we, what, which people have told us. So we're like we're we're in Albuquerque. Yeah. What do you mean draw more? That yeah. is the flip side. The mayor's here. That's yeah. the. <laughs> <laughs> that's the flip side to the classic. I don't know what happened, guys. Yes. Usually, like, a yeah. Monday night in Albuquerque is packed. I just a, that's, don't that's know more what antagonistic. happened. It's your fault right. you didn't draw anybody here and that all the other bands canceled and that you've never played Albuquerque before. Yeah. Well, we also, I also, for a couple tours, I was pretty sure that the booker of Franz Ferdinand had bugged my apartment because <laughs> they were playing every single town we were playing. Ugh. And that was always the thing. Be like, oh, sorry, you know, everyone's at Franz Ferdinand. Which was true, but it was just sort of like, ev- like the, where are the punks? Where like right. they're like, no, they're at Franz Ferdinand. I was like, really? I, I, mean, I, I, I can't call you, you a liar. Yeah. I can't call you a liar, but that doesn't. <laughs> but sound- I think I might call you a liar. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, so you've you've so you've toured a lot. You've, you've toured, you've toured yeah. once a year. Yeah. You've done some shit shows. You've spent some time in the trenches. Uh, you've spent yeah. some trenches. Uh, going back, Don't I do want to hit on. Uh, before we move on to this next question, but uh, your so your your parents have, or your mom has seen you. My, my all my parents have seen me at right. different times. Um, Are there more and, than two parents? Uh, well, I've got my mom um, and her husband. Okay, right. So. Not my real dad, by the way. Can't tell me what to do. Eh. <laughs> um, Even though you learned I, from watching him. I'm, yeah. I'm just kidding, mom. Kim can totally <laughs> tell me what to do. If you guys, I'm, we'll be, I'll be home soon. Clean out the basement <laughs> if necessary. Um, and my dad and his husband, and they come to the shows. Right. And uh, so, yeah, they've always, uh, and it, which has been, when I was in the Candy Darlings, we had a song called Coke and Pussy, <laughs> which I will admit was a little strange to perform in front of my sure. parents. But it was our good song. So we, <laughs> uh, had, to, we had to play it. But so they're supportive. Yes, they've always been very great. supportive. That's um, awesome. It's great to have uh, support. I mean, my... My mother is supportive, and at the same time, as I was just talking about with my therapist this morning, <laughs> the one time she saw Orchid, she left after five minutes because it made her nauseous, quote unquote. <laughs> uh, and she just hung out in the parking lot with my uncle and my aunt. And well, I was, was like, it, okay. Was it, was, it the, like, was it the volume, though? Uh, mo- it was quite, the volume. quite possible. I'm not trying to yes. undercut your... No, 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 no. Uh, right. she, and she has subsequent... She's gone to see Panthers, and she's seen oh. my band. Uh, but... Four weeks into whatever tour I was, that was the last thing I wanted to hear. Of right, like, right, right. Of I'm questioning my life. I've just graduated college. Right. Uh, Maybe she I have to go into she, the real she, world. She, you guys reminded her of nausea. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, Maybe I mean my mom is. is an old New York crusty. <laughs> uh, I should have mentioned that. she was an apple. Um, <laughs> but um, so so that's great then that she uh, that your parents are supportive. Yeah. Uh, that leads into the question. Uh, why are you still supportive of yourself? Why, why do you still, still do this? this? Oh. What, what drives you? You know, you, you've seen the negative possibly more than the positive. 
Possibly, you could. You know, this no, could no, be no. Answer. I would, I would definitely say the right. negative. Right, uh, when it, especially when it comes to touring. Since day one. And, yes. So yeah. So uh, what? What? What keeps you doing this? Because it, it is a bit of an it's an addiction to an extent. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I I wish I could say that I, I don't know. I, I yeah. the thing is because I, I I honestly don't know because I do love it, right. and I'm not going to stop. Yeah, and I don't even ever really seriously consider stopping playing in a band. Definitely in all of my bands, there's been times being like, oh my god, I got to get in a a better band, you right. know. Um, but. Um, more often than not, I certainly blame external factors, mm-hmm. you know, um, which is, always is probably true. delusional. But, <laughs> yes. but, but it helps you get when you drink it yourself the under yeah. the table. Uh, and I mean, one of the things is is that yes, I, I I acknowledge the fact that the majority of the world and the universe does not care about the things that I do. Right. That's fine. Um, I think, it, but I also have to acknowledge, and I've talked about this with some of my friends that maybe are struggling even more than some of my bands. I, I've I have never been even close to like the top like fifteen percentile of of bands, mm-hmm. but I've always been doing better than you know the eighty four percent. You know, right. there's these people that are just in bands that are they truly makes them unhappy. Or never get to put out a record, right. or never get to play a show. I mean, there's bands that can't get shows. Yeah, you know, and not always their fault. I mean, sometimes because they're terrible bands and they right. should they sure. should break up. Um, but you know, I think when people sort of say like, "Oh, well, this band never made it. Why don't they quit?" You know, I think it depends on what your idea of making it is. Too, I have the benefit of having grown up listening to punk and hardcore. Sure. So my idea of making it, yes, is much lo- your bar is, is much doing lower. it. If yes. you're doing it, you're making it. Yes. You know, oh, are you doing it? Are you happy? Are you, are you, right. you know, how, how many, what's the percentile of your band has OD'd? Right. You know, less than 10%, you guys are doing it. Sure. You know? Yeah. It is hard to, uh, to not forget that. Also, like you brought up that it's, uh, you know, there are people who just, like, it, it, you, you get used to the fact that, like, yeah, I've put out records. Like, yeah, I play shows. Yeah. And they suck, and I can complain about them. But, but maybe maybe a couple of people actually liked it and bought the record. Well, there's that, and there's also people who just never do any. They can't even fathom that you can book your own tour or exactly. go on a tour. Or do and, your I have that, and, I, and I like I like that sense of it. And right. I'm not I'm not like down on like the easiness of Facebook or stuff like that. I'm 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 I'm, I'm a booster and all, but I right. still do have a certain degree of pride of. Sitting there with my notebook, writing down the phone numbers, right. writing down even the emails of like clubs and stuff, and like knowing that I had to communicate with these people, right. and I did. And even if there was only ten people at that show, sure. I did it, and we did it, and we you know we sold a couple CDs, and sure. it was a. Uh, um, it's a positive, positive. Well, yeah, I mean, I, it is nice to. I, I, yeah, no, I it's mean, it's inspirational hard. to hear you to hear yeah. you say that. I mean, I think that's also. I mean, for me, that's part of even of doing this. Like, is to you know, because there's there's clearly a reason why we're <laughs> still doing right? this. Like, you know, but we bitch about it and yeah. complain yeah. about like you know when you're you know you're 33 and you're at lit again. Like loading your gigantic fridge like down the <laughs> right, stairs right. and well, thinking probably people won't be there and this is going to be the same amount of people you've been playing to for the past fifteen. Yes, I, mean, I get uh, I get more frustrated. I think I get it's it's the strange that, things that make me feel bad uh-huh. now. It's almost like when I, I feel worse now when clubs are constantly trying to get us to headline. Yes, and so like that, that's always been the worst part about right. being a not successful but, better, but more successful in other bands because right. you're like. 
we need to open up for bands if anyone's yeah. going to come see it. You know? No, I, I, I and, always and, felt... And clubs are fucking lazy. Promoters are lazy. Right. And they're like, hey, we're going to let you headline and find the other five bands. Yep. And nice. you know, yeah, and you guys will get you. Had, no, no, no problem. We'll give you twenty percent of the door. I, yep. I hate it. I hate never it so felt, much. I never felt comfortable headlining. I never felt we got to that level where we could consistently no. do it and not worry. Oh my God, if, is anyone going to? Sh- there were. Yeah. I had definitely had sleepless nights of like, oh God, this is yeah. my show. Like especially shows that we would put together. It's like, is anybody going to come? Are people going to? It's awful. It, especially it's awful. tour. When you think about you, like you'll do weeks of it. Like in you're you, in your brain, you're like. You know, I've been touring for a while. This tour should be better. And having kind of panic attacks before I would leave of just like, I don't think we're going to. I think we might have less of a crowd. Yeah. You know, we uh, one of the only. Oh, sorry. No, 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 go ahead. Well, one of the the, one of the uh, only sort of negative experiences in this last tour, which, again, was pretty great, Mm -hmm. was we headlined again in Atlanta and the bands that played like the people that set up the show were awesome. They were fantastic. Like really nice of them to set up the show. But. It was like one band reunite a local favorite reuniting another drum. band's first show, and it was they for whatever reason we were headlining, so we got to see this place fill the fuck uh. up, and it was like people partying, having a great time, and then we started playing and just seeing, literally like a hundred and fifty people just file out yeah there. file out the it's room. depressing man and it was just like. Trying to get through this, and I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a trooper. I was, right. like, I found something to like. I, 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 you know, I stared at the one like interesting yeah. looking person, and I was like, right, I'm gonna perform for that right. dude or that girl or that dog or whatever, right? You know, and but well, it's frustrating because it's you know you do it long enough, it's like chess, like you can see the moves ahead of time. Yeah, like, I know, you know, and you know how it's going to play out, well, well, we, and you just hope you hope that they missed that you moved your rook, uh, <laughs> you know. But all of a sudden, like. You know, like, I remember playing, like, in... Yeah, fuck them. I, I remember playing... We were playing a show with the sword before, uh. like, the sword blew up. Uh, and the sword got there, and it was, like, at Glassland or something in Brooklyn. And they pulled the whole, like, you know, oh, can you headline? You know, Panthers, can you headline? Like, you're going to be the big local draw on this one sort of thing. And I, immediately, I'm just like, that's not good. That's They're going to leave. I know how this works. And we ended up getting convinced uh, by, like, Kamado uh, for whatever it. reason, and it worked out exactly. exactly. Like, Sword so played, they and left, and it was like, oh, the show was, like, still fine. Did the same thing. You play to the people you play that the people. are there. And but. you never want – and the thing is, like, you're probably the same way. Like, you never want to be the asshole. And because you believe, like, we foolishly believe these certain tenets of punk and stuff, right. like, oh, be good. And you realize that, like, all these other people, all these motherfuckers all over the world – Use these tenants just to fuck you. Right. Just to, like, screw you over. And it's these people that, like, all these punks that show, or these bands that show up without equipment. Yep. And they're like, come on, just let us use your stuff. Come on, be, and we're like, oh, okay. Be punk. Even though we're on tour. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, wow, you broke everything. Yep. Well, at least you're going to remember we're good guys. Oh, you're not going to remember that we're good oh, guys? <laughs> yeah. All right, I guess we'll go pay 80 bucks to stay in the hotel. Thanks. Yeah. You know? And that is, that's actually something that really, I mean, we've come up with people, you know, talking about terrible places to stay, but as you get older, I know for me, like, that was the, one of the things that drove me nuts about touring is, uh, as, uh, it used to be that you could get somewhere to stay for almost every show. Yeah. And then as you get older, it's like, one, you don't want to put up with the places. With the diarrhea. With the diarrhea encrusted mattresses, maybe. Uh, or... 
people just don't offer anymore because they've all got lives. Yeah. And you're still doing this thing. And, and it's thing just is, like, I, 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 I can't. Like, and I'm not offering. I Don't would get me rather, wrong. like, yeah. <laughs> anyone, anyone, by the way, anyone's coming through town, you are not staying in my apartment because I got to get up Agreed. early. Yeah, and, that's, and when people do stay, like, offer, there's so many things involved. Like, you will have oh, yeah, to smoke so, so much pot. Yeah. And I don't. I, I will sleep on the street at this point in my life right. before I smoke pot with 22-year-olds. <laughs> sure. Or anybody, really. Because point, you really but, start questioning your life at that point. It, yeah, uh, you're, just, you're just sitting there with, 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 with a bowl. Yeah. Well, hey, now, we would say, now that oh, we, I got a bowl. We, we brought it back to a suitably <laughs> negative level. Uh, yeah, right. Finally. Let's, let's close it out with our, uh, our question of the night. Um, what do you think of the word gig? <laughs> the perfect reaction. <laughs> For the listener, Zach was uh, taking a sip of coffee as he heard that. It was almost I, a spit I, I take. It I came out snarfed. his nose. Uh, he, we had to get a bucket almost, almost to put on the side. <laughs> and then he urinated. <laughs> yes, he just pissed everywhere. <laughs> uh, the word gig. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't use it. I've never... Right. I've ne- I, do you have... Do, do we have any gigs coming up? Do I gotta play a gig. I gotta play. I got some gigs. My yeah. guitar's in my gig bag. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So I think. I think some of my band members use it. So I don't want to be too unduly no, harsh about the, it. It's the worst. But it's, yeah. It's the, but you feel a, a little bummed when they use it. Yeah. It it, it 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 definitely feels a little like pro without being pro. Right. You know. Yeah. It denotes a certain type of mindset. Yeah. Uh, that, like there's there's de- there's definitely some like wedding band. We got we got yes. stuff in the works. We got some gigs coming. <laughs> exactly. you have any gigs We're going up? places. Got this big gig at a you know Shecky's Mexican is, restaurant. But, but I think it does go back to like, and I'm not trying I'm not trying to make it serious again. But I mean, it does go back to like, what, if you grow up, we're listening to punk and hardcore, right? And not like, and again, I don't ever want to be one of those dudes that's like just self right, like oh. You fucking have some like you know monopoly on like ethics because you you're t- you know you listen to conflict when you were sixteen yes. you know but it is we do have a certain language and I think that they're yeah. like gig sounds silly yeah you know and show sounds cool right, right. It just sounds cool there's no I don't but I, I don't, wasn't I, going to a concert I'm not to disagree with you guys I don't know that there's any logic to that no <laughs> I don't know that show is no, necessarily that, cooler than but at the same gig. time it is an unspoken language because unspoken. you're explaining exactly how I would explain it where it's like yeah growing up like I wouldn't be like oh I'm going to the brutally familiar concert yeah. like oh you know uh, I, I, like oh Earth Crisis has actually no Earth Crisis could be playing a concert yeah but I would be going to see Yafet Kodo at a show. Uh, you know, it or all on the, the big screen, screen depending on where you're seeing Yafet Kodo, <laughs> yes. the band or the actor. <laughs> the yeah. magical silver screen. <laughs> um, so, great. Thank you very much. Zach, sure. Zach, thank you. It's thank been you. a pleasure. This has been, this has been a delight. Yes. yes. Uh, thank you for bringing us a, a little bit of positive. This is the eyes that sinking us back a down to the salt mire. That's what I like to do. Yes. <laughs> uh, thank you, man. And thank yeah, you. The only thing left to say is uh, get home safe. Oh, th- thank you. <laughs> Zach died. <laughs> Worst gig ever. ever.